Hello and welcome to. Oh, I've, started, I've already started the episode. We're quite upbeat, but um, in light of everything we're going to talk about, I guess I should probably start it something like "Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast." We've got two excellent guests in the studio for you this week. Uh, firstly, the uh, one of the one of the big cheeses behind um, Dirty Sanchez. We've got James Longman <laughs> yes. in the studio. Watch yourself. Yeah. Watch, watch your back, sucker. <laughs> And joining him, we've got Jason Eves, he's a Knees Up Mother Brown columnist. Welcome. Ooh. Hello, yeah, I'll be watching my back. Don't you worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to your debut. This is it. Unlucky Locked for some, number yeah, 13. How old are you? Uh, 22. Actually, I'm not the youngest. Liam's, Liam's still the youngest. Yeah. Liam Spencer. Don't let the face fall you. <laughs> yeah. um, we're looking to you to kind of keep this episode upbeat. I can if try. That, if that's Look okay. into the youth. <laughs> <laughs> the academy. The academy. Well, what can we talk about this week? I guess we should talk about... Um, the Chelsea result um, we'll mention that and then we'll talk about Big Sam you know are, are people turning on him that's something we'll discuss the loyalty of West Ham fans should, you know should we be loyal I think in the past we have been even apart with Pardew we've maybe shown some loyalty there when things have been tough we'll go into some other West Ham news maybe Jermaine Defoe might be moving Olympic Stadium change has begun and we'll finish on some predictions and we'll try and maintain a positive thread through this entire episode and we've got a caller and we've got a caller of course Tony Cotty the striker we need <laughs> um, if only we could just get him a fitness test that would be perfect for our situation <laughs> Big right now still then again the, Benny McCarthy on the bench yeah. Yeah. so yeah. TC will be joining us to tell us uh, what he thinks um, is going wrong and maybe maybe tell us how we can improve this striker crisis we find ourselves in Chin up, big guy. Come, Come on. on. Right. Over yet. Let's do some feedback, some good stuff here. Uh, we've got Cockney Hammer. He gave us some feedback. He said he named his eldest boy Ludek. Is yeah. that true? Uh, yes, it is true. Well, I don't know. I've never met him. But I'm <laughs> Have taking we really that <laughs> Taking that as fact. After Ludo was on last week, he put that up. And yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I presume it's fact. It's Let's easier assume to it's fact. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, Witters said he listened to the Ludic episode today whilst weeding the garden, sweeping up the falling leaves it cheered me up no end that's well, lovely today's won't <laughs> <laughs> boy this is going make the most of listen back yeah, to that one yeah. uh, Stepney said top bloke and felt good hearing a West Ham legend of mine speaking also like the way he defended Yussi's recent blip good stuff thank you Stepney this is already I already feel, feel my, um, my attitude your improving. spirits lifting <laughs> uh, Johnny Burns boots was Ludo hosting a clangers speed fest? I don't know what that meant. No, no, I'm looking to I you. But I liked it. <laughs> I liked um, it. Clangers I, are the guys who lived on the moon. Yeah. So I guess maybe it was a reception. Maybe it was based upon... There's a reference there yeah. somewhere. I, my, I still like... It makes me laugh when we try and get him to sing his own song. And it, we'll never, No. We'll no, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jordan Reed, who says everything in my life is good at the moment other than West Ham yeah that's my friend Jordan he just got married last weekend yeah. and he texted me this before Chelsea he said everything's good in my life except West Ham yeah. and, and he, then I said don't worry mate everything will be fine and then we lost three <laughs> so much so much for that honeymoon period <laughs> yeah. I suppose yeah. well for his honeymoon he's going Palace away I think yeah. that's been yeah, secured today so that's, yeah so more misery for him um, uh, so we've got Jason in the studio today Jason let's touch on your West Ham background favourite player you've ever seen Favourite player I've ever seen? Ooh. Um, again, as I was a bit late to it, but Carlos Tevez. I mean, in terms yeah. of skill and ability, he's unmatched. Sick. Yeah. What we would give for Carlos Tevez now. I find myself just wishing all the time, all, all the great players we've seen, and it's like we've got no one up front. Right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Keep Let's keep light. that tone. Can you just we hold my hand through we'll this. <laughs> How long do we last? <laughs> <now? Before> the- 
Um, so, so I presume you got a West Ham family background. Is that is that? Uh, Who took yeah. you to your first game? Um, it was actually my uncle, which was right. weirdly enough. But it all runs through the family. Like my um, my granddad uh, mm. used to be part in, involved with the brewing company. I think that was supplied the beer at West Ham. I don't yeah. know the full ins and outs. I only right. recently found this out myself. Okay. But um, yeah, so he ended up taking my dad, and then my dad ended up like in West Ham, yeah. and it, it all just trickled down from there. So um, I got a good few games from my uncle. He knew someone at the club. I. I can't remember the name off the top of my head so mm. I've got a good couple of games for free there but haven't been to the Berlin as often as I should but well, you yeah. haven't got much chance left now mate I know I know but I need to build a new stadium you know <laughs> for a minute I was thinking as if you're dying because <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. be that's what this yeah. podcast needs <laughs> you know <laughs> news of a my death. Time, the time is drawing near for the bowling <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know I'm looking optimistic about the Olympic Stadium I mean yeah. it's going to give me a decent chance of getting a season ticket there yeah. when I when I finish up at uni and that's sort of what's been holding me back going so mm. Well, yeah. good news. That's a bit of positivity. Let's increase the positivity. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think I think we're going to struggle to do that though because let's talk about uh, the game at the weekend. West, West Ham nil, Chelsea three. Um, James, top line thoughts. Uh, I look, let me hold back for a minute, Jason. Go you go, go on, Jason. Um, okay, sure. Um, it, it kind of, it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face for Carlton and Maiga when you, Sam still persists with a uh, strikerless formation. They just got to think, what have we got to do to make this starting line other than perform? I suppose when they actually get given the chance. But mm. you know, we brought Carlton Cole to you know f- fill in where we were lacking with Andy Carroll, and I don't know what it really takes for him to really get involved. Mm. Yeah, that is a curious uh, question, isn't it? What has Carlton done wrong? <laughs> has he been yeah. bad? Because it seems bizarre that we're we're persisting with. Uh, it's the Maiga experiment, isn't it? And it's just con- consistently going wrong. No, I know. And oh, God, that at two nil, and I know we were pretty poor throughout that miss. That mm. miss. I mean, as I was talking to you yesterday yeah. about it, the commentator on Match of Day, <laughs> yeah. um, when I watched the highlights later on, actually said, I think he used the word, that's an appalling miss. <laughs> he said that usually they'd be a bit gentler and say something like, um, oh, he'll look back on that and think he should have scored. He used the word appalling. <laughs> or it might have been abysmal. Yeah, I mean, abysmal. oh, you know, you dress it up. <laughs> and it's just, maybe that would have kick-started him. I mean, it's it's... it's those small potentials isn't it and that is quite a big miss at quite an important moment mm, kind yeah. of our only moment yeah I mean so I, I guess one of the interesting things I thought about Saturday, um, Saturday was that um, I think Big Sam realised he got it wrong and I don't like after 40 minutes he went to change everything we totally changed the system um, is, do you think he's maybe losing confidence in himself or I mean I thought he maybe should have waited till at least half time because I think you know five minutes in the midst of the half I mean you should have just stuck to his guns and then changed over half time rather than haul someone off before mm. half time it's a little bit embarrassing well, it's only for the five minutes away isn't it? Yeah. yeah exactly you know plus injury time but yeah um, yeah I think he he's persisted with that ever since our cup final with Tottenham effectively mm. I think we may need a little shake up yeah yeah it seems it, what baffles me about it is he seems it's as if he's saying that worked let's stick with it 
and it yeah. did work once. Well, it worked because it was the element of surprise, in my opinion, because we just—it was perfect for that game with Spurs away. They weren't prepared for that, and it worked for them. But you, Chelsea at home, you can't play no stri- no recognised striker at yeah, home, and, and I think. I mean, it, it certainly seems like there is some unhappiness within the senior levels of, of West Ham with the way, the way we've kind of set out at home recently. It's certainly not the West Ham way. And maybe Big Sam is starting to feel the pressure. Well, he should be because it, it's not good enough, really. And I just mm. think that, you know, we've given him quite a lot of leeway this season so far and the striker situation keeps coming back to haunt us. And we just think that, you know, at home against Chelsea, you know, whatever Diame's done to upset him, he's still not playing. Mm. I, don't, I don't understand why that is. You know, hauling those two off with 40 minutes isn't going to help their confidence. If you admit your own mistake, fair enough, but it's almost like you're taking out on the players a little bit. And I feel that he's not setting us up for, you know, in the, in the right way, especially at home. Mm. And it, it seems like that Norwich, that Norwich away is going to be one that haunts me. Yeah. All season, and I hope it doesn't. It doesn't end our season essentially, because that first half was so good, was so good, and then it was so bad, mm. and it feels like the confidence has suddenly been been shot. Jason, do you think something happened at half time in that Norwich game? I, um, I have no idea. From being honest, but Chris yeah. knew his his life was like on the line on this one. His yeah. job. And I think he must have just conjured up something inside him to rally his players. Yeah. And I think maybe we just took the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. And they were playing know. for their lives, I guess, at that point, and we weren't. Yeah. yeah. I also think that, that Sam does have a point in that you can't allow for, or you know, uh, those kind of mistakes that Demille made, um, and you know, Collins' free kick the week before against Norwich and the UC instant. There's been a lot of unlucky incidents and maybe lacking in confidence mm. from those guys I mean DeMille so far has been pretty good I think this season mm. and that was a pretty bad bad mess up and you know Oscar was on it so quickly but also when you watch it back and I watch those goals over and over again in match a day that should have been cleared and under our control 15 passes before yeah but for some reason the West Ham of Norwich part one yeah <laughs> has seemed to gone to West Ham Norwich Part 2 where instead of controlling it and playing it out we were just heading it back to them and heading yeah. back to us heading back and it was really scrappy Clueless. and it should have never have got to that situation mm. in the first part and we've just got to cut that out yeah um, so I mean let's talk about Frank Lampard it's just inevitable he's going to score right and, but, but he put that penalty in and then turned to the Roy Moore stand two fingers in the air and kind of had a little look and then run away. I just annoys. What annoys me is that we we kind of we brought him through. He he was part of our academy, and I just think like if someone you he kind of we he owes us a living essentially. Yeah, but what do, what do you expect? He gets so know. much abuse. Yeah. What do you expect? I don't know. He's I not going like, to go. If I scored, if yeah. I left a team, yeah. and scored against him, and through every match yeah. for 10 years everyone's been calling me a <laughs> fat bastard and all the words under the sun I would give it back too yeah, I'd you're do right. exactly the same yeah, and it just in my eyes giving that kind of abuse them just jeez them up to I score know. against us it's like Defoe it's stupid it's stupid to do it I don't know why we do it and the other thing is I was reading Harry I've been reading Harry Redknapp's autobiography and he tells a story that he brought Frank Lampard on for a few times to West Ham and Terry Brown had a go at him saying you're only bringing him on so he can get his appearance bonus 
and Harry Redknapp hit the hit the roof yeah. about this. Obviously, um, as I mean, growing up hearing that, like, oh, the chairman, the chairman thinks I'm only bringing you on as hard because you know he works hard. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> he has so many reasons. You're right to be angry with us. <laughs> I would do exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> but then you know he's so g'd up for it. He scores twice. We lose three 0 Yeah, and he hadn't scored in oh, ten or something. God, yeah. he's um. It's inevitable. It is inevitable, and I, I just—if I bet—if I ever bet against West Ham, which I don't, I would have put money on him to score. Yeah, of first course. Goal. Yeah, um, it's uh, just predictable. So let's talk about the next couple of games: Fulham at home, Palace away. Jason, pressure, right? Full on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got to get something out of this. There's, yeah. there's no excuses now. We can't. Yeah. We can't take a draw. Really. We, in hindsight, we probably could, but. The ultimate is the three points here on this one, otherwise, because we're only, what is it, out of the relegation zone on goal, goal difference. difference oh. And it's our defence as well, that's That's, that usually has been our, like, our foundation, yeah. and it's just collapsed right. over just some mm. stupid errors. Yeah. You know, Collins and Yussi, as much as they are consistent, they are due, they're both error prone. Yeah. Winston Reid. Um, mm. We said it, didn't we? Winston yeah. Reid out, and suddenly. Oh, Collins, you know, he's rock, brave and he? he throws himself in front of the ball, but positionally, for that first goal, he got dragged in. Uh, no, the second, uh, Oscar goal, wasn't it? He got dragged in and, uh, you know, and he's out of position and they run past us. He doesn't have the sense or the calmness that Winston Reid has yeah. on the ball. When Winston gets it, that's part of the reason we're just heading it out because when Winston Reid gets it, controls, yeah. Tompkins has confidence in him, they play so well together, suddenly a back four and you see behind them, a whole new breed of confidence instead mm. of everyone going oh get it out yeah. which is what we saw with Collins and as much as we love him and he's a he's you know he wears his heart and he's saving he's passionate he's not Winston Reid yeah. and we're going to struggle against the big teams and you know some of the smaller teams too it's, mm. uh, as, as Graham said the other week it's that one big error match that he seems to make yeah. and he's just getting dragged out of position it's scary um, so we've got Fulham at home obviously and this is one thing I like from Twitter Ricky Brown p- uh, put on Twitter as il- useless as he is Carton Cole needs to start tomorrow uh, cannot stand oh no this was uh, this was before the Chelsea game um, but I, I, re- I recognise it today as useless as he is Carton Cole needs to start tomorrow cannot stand playing with no striker no more and Carton Cole responded yeah as useless as your mum was in bed last night <laughs> <laughs> Classic Carlton. <laughs> here's my here's my main yeah. issue of Twitter. If you've got if you're a West Ham supporter and you've got an issue, I'm getting quite angry about it. Go on, and you've got Get out. A, and you've got an issue with one of the players or the chairman. Just don't put them in it. Say don't yeah. put at Carlton Cole because it's not gonna. He's not gonna go. Oh, brilliant! He thinks I'm useless. Can't wait to play for his club <laughs> and score. What? A, fucking Bellin! <laughs> your veins in so your neck. So stupid. <laughs> Tell Why him. would you do that? Tell him. We need you to get together. Like, you've got people like going, Jack Sullivan, what's fucking going wrong? He yeah. what's he's only thirteen. Yeah, retweet him. <laughs> retweet if you want Big Sam sack. Yeah. Go and retweet it. That, that's what we need. Oh Jesus. What's going on at our club, James? Oh, no, and it just it gets us on to the thing about the loyalty of our fans and the stupidity of our fans at times because it's like we're t- like people are booing Nolan. I know it's only small sections. Yeah, as he comes off the pitch having I mean, tried what? his hardest. What? And it's just like we're meant to be a really loyal fan base yeah. and really behind our team and we're like playing I think Chalk said it on uh, on Come Today we're the 12th man for the opposition yeah. because essentially we're getting on our players back so quickly and we're so angry and we're so against it this is when we should be supporting them and getting behind yeah. them and what are we doing instead of cauldron of hatred that's what Upton Park is now 
I think did turn, Chelsea you know, turn up did 3-0 and were just disgusting bitter Fulham is uh, I'm going to come down Fulham's a, <laughs> Fulham's a massive a massive match and yeah and we go 1-0 down after a minute what's going to happen do you think yeah. they're going to turn around and we're going to get behind them but no I'm we're not, not. Right. but I think that we will get points against Fulham against Palace and I think that's, that that will change our season it's that's, open that's agree, the yeah. agree Jason yeah why not <laughs> I think we will and I think I'm I just think we have to and I think that that Sam knows he's messed yeah. up and he's got to start sorting it out. Well, let's talk about Sam now. Um, so, Sam out. Is is this a campaign now? Is this a thing that's happening? Is this a movement? Sorry. He, on, it's all right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. He, he's, he's... Well, I mean, if we're basing on the judgment of a couple of months, yeah, but we're not as fickle as that. I mean, from mm. the year... The, you know, the years of service he has given us, he has... Maybe we've overachieved, if anything... And it's ever since, like, we've been given these ridiculously high mm. standards at the moment. We, I mean, we were all tipped for relegation when we first went up, and he got us mid-table. And it's ever since then, maybe we're sort of, like, we're punching above our weight initially. Mm. And he just needs to build. He just needs that bit more time. And I think the fans don't really see that. I think they, um, they're too... What's the word? Setting there. Yeah, there's yeah. no double standard, really. Mm. Well, I, I think it'd be mental to sack Big Sam. I can't, like... I know there's talk of Red Nat, which I don't really believe, and Malky Mackay, which I wouldn't be interested in because he's unproven. But, like, Big Sam is, is, is a solid manager. If we can't achieve it under him, if we can't achieve mid-table obscurity, which I want more than anything... <laughs> Then we can't. I think he's the best candidate for it, unless maybe Curbs, because everyone says good stuff about Curbs, but I, I don't imagine he'd be interested. I don't imagine. You know, Curbs walked away not just because the board was selling players, yeah. but because he nobody really warmed to him. Well, that's not what I've heard. I heard people got on with him. I heard really? everyone liked him. Yeah, I've heard that from two people. What the fans or the players? Um, I think Jeremy Nicholas said everyone liked him, and I, I think behind the scenes, it's incredible. Yes. Yes. but the fans didn't, did they? They never really warmed well, to I him. I did, and he's well. You're loving that, <laughs> but I feel like he was. I mean, people were saying how, how the rubbish the football was then. Yeah, it's he's a West Ham man yeah. that should have been the manager for years, but people didn't warm to his style of play, and I don't think they warmed to him I might be wrong in that Jason mm. um, no, what's your okay. opinion um, not of him but of what people thought well, of him curbishly um, I don't know I just think the, the football was just a bit bland really weren't it he just mm. he was happy to get us to 40 points and then we'd just sit back and relax really for the rest of the campaign when yeah. we could really push on I'm mm. thinking in hindsight if Sam was given the same money that Curbs was given when we had um, old Eggie in charge yeah. I think it would be a completely different story of us right now really Yeah. because at least Sam knows what he's buying I mean we can always go on about oh, how much Lundberg and Kieran Dyer cost and have still cost us to this day really but mm. and it's, just, it's just all in the past really just yeah. move on. I can't see that there's anyone at this stage of a season available who would come in and make us better than, right. than, than Big Sam let me throw out this name Harry Redknapp no One. too much has happened too much water under the bridge it's such a sketchy <laughs> He'll come in. He'll spend. He'll blow loads of money on wheel and deal. Wheel and deal. <laughs> and I'm then not he'll a be off. fucking wheel and deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, hanging out his door. So after what, and also when we've had Billy Bonds on, and you know yeah. what he said, if we have to have self-respect about ourselves as fans and as a club, we couldn't have Redknapp back. Right. That's what I think it boils down to to me. Okay. Until he comes back and starts winning stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all is forgotten. So the rumour is, Jason, that the board of room, uh, are kind of warming to Redknapp or there has been some sort of contact. Is that a rumour you believe? 
first I've heard of it, if yeah. I'm being honest, you know, actually. We've started it now. I decided two minutes before I come in here. It's believable, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I, I can't really see it I happening. See if it. they're they're true West Ham fans, yeah. as much as they say they are, I think yeah. they know, you know, yeah. not to go down that route. Mm. Let's uh, let's go on. I also think if you look at Palace, have just got Tony Pulisic in, and you just think they haven't immediately got him in. They've thought, who is out there? And yeah. if top of their list is Tony Pulis, you know that shows you what it is available. <laughs> and I kind of think that yeah. unless we can get poach someone from somewhere else and get you know pay them loads of compensation which I'm pretty certain our board would want to do um, I don't think there's anyone better to sort us out at this moment than Big Sam right. and yeah. I think I, I genuinely think although we've been a bit, bit moany I genuinely think we'll be fine you know and this is just a blip need, yeah. just need Carol back um, but one thing that um, so Mickey Delap he wrote a book about, about Blackburn about Blackburn Rovers and you know um, about how them sacking Big Sam and how there was quite a few of the fans who were like get rid of Sam and his his point is that well look look what happened after that so Blackburn Rovers potentially a warning from history James yeah and Bolton and Newcastle yeah yeah, yeah. Although Newcastle, God, wouldn't. you're right. <laughs> God, we can't sack him. No, you think, well, you think the mess Blackburn were in, and they've got they've got mug owners, the Venkies Revolution, yeah, and yeah. like the chicken farmers, and they've got you know, Blackburn in a mess. And he's right. If we if we sacked Big Sam now, it would be suicide. Yeah, because he's brought in so many of his own players as well. You know, like Nolan's like his prodigal, like adopted son or whatever. That's the only thing mm. I can think of at the moment. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was just thinking, when going back, sorry, to go back to the managers available, um, maybe Roberto Di Matteo is the only other name I could think of. I mean, Champions League winner, you can't, yeah. but, you know, I can't really ask for much more. No, yeah. but to get us out of that relegation scrap, no, we've you, got to get dirty. No, I think Big Sam, you know, he's experienced, he's been in a few relegation scraps, I can't think of him losing one. No. I don't think even the time of Bolton. Especially against us. Um, I so, just hope that Chelsea and second half Nigel was a blip. Mm. because we've had chances what we'll look back on is if we're fighting relegation in this season is all those chances we had against Villa you know and Norwich first oh. half and those home matches and we'll just think why didn't we why are we in this mm. relegation scrap and it also come back to us not buying a striker <laughs> and that's what it's always going to come back yeah. to until we get out of this blip so you know and he'll have to answer to that won't he yeah um, let's, let's touch on the loyalty of West Ham fans generally um are we quick to turn? I don't think we are because I'm like, like I said earlier on. I think about Alan Pardew, and I think about, you know when things have got bad for him towards the end. The West Ham fans were still behind him, I think, because we'd had so many good memories. Do you agree with that, Jason? Yeah, of course. I think it's just more like the ones that aren't happy are the ones that are going to speak up yeah. and sort of like say the generalisation. When we're sort of like, no, 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 we're you know we're not totally a, mm. you know, on the back of every manager here. It's just the ones that do yeah. go on about it. You know? Yeah, a vocal minority, James. Yes, I, you know, I can't... I've never been a booer. The, the <laughs> apart booze, from for a boo. Yeah, apart from a boo. The boos are back in town. That's what we could call this episode. <laughs> there we go, one. boom. There you go, done. Um, I feel that... Uh, no, I'm not a booer, and it winds me up. You know, booing mm. your own players, booing them on. <laughs> Who did we boo on? Who did, did, did the first boo on. someone? No, it might have been Bar Morte a couple of years ago. Mm. So he got booed on when he came on. <laughs> and you just think... Oh, for God. You just think... Yeah. What? What? what he's yeah. given what five minutes to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. then. At least wait until he's gone in with a 
double footer and got sent off after <laughs> <Yeah>. two minutes. <laughs> Getting booed on. Getting booed on. Yeah, and no, I just no. think the Nolan thing, it was only a game at, at minority and I think it's it's stupid and it's, you know, yeah. there's some mugs out there. And I think it's the same people that are uh, generally... Sad. I think generally West Ham fans are extremely loyal and very good and, you know, know their stuff. Uh, and I think they'll understand that it's just a blip and hopefully mm. we'll be able to pull it around. Yeah. And I think the, the supporters just have to 100% get behind the team. Yeah. They need us more than ever. Yeah. 100%. 12th man. 100%, 100%. It's so important to be behind the club on, on Saturday because it's such a big match. Yeah. And yeah. then Palace away and the away support's generally always brilliant. So, you know. So Big Sam has earmarked a, ma- a minimum of six points in the next three games. Yeah, oh, Sunderland as well, haven't we? We should yeah. all get oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, want, I wonder if he's the one put laying down that minimum six points from the next three games but I mean we have to there's yeah. no other there's no two ways about it otherwise we're banging trouble yeah. it's interesting though like to talk about the perspective so 13 years ago Harry Redknapp was being uh, urged the clubs to allow him to spend all of the 18 million from the sale of Rio Ferdinand to Leeds yeah this is what uh, what um, Graham was tweeting today on this mm. day on this day yeah and I mean um, in Harry Redknapp's book he says that hardly uh, very little of that 18 million was actually spent on no, players no it went in his pockets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly yeah and um, yeah and uh, the, the interview he gave to Overland and Sea kind of outlining how Terry Brown had fudged the accounts to make it look like they'd spent loads of players and ended in his demise the following summer right uh, 10 years ago no, almost always a lot of finger pointing <laughs> on his made up stories <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I really want to do is go into Waterstones and pick up a, ca- a copy of Harry Redknapp and put it in the fiction section and just take a picture <laughs> that has that will go viral yeah. I must get around to doing that uh, 10 years ago Pars is feeling the heat as he gets fi- uh, as his first six games in charge yield only five points would that have been his yeah that would have been the was- first season in the championship no, no, it's when um, it's got to be when we went down, wasn't it? Ten years uh, ago, oh three, oh four, oh two, oh no, yeah, that was our first season in the championship. <sighs> yeah, that was a rubbish season of football. That was that was worse than what we got now. At least we're in the Premiership. Yeah, it's funny. Always the worst match was Sto- I remember Stoke at home on a Tuesday night in November. Uh, we lost one in the last minute. It was horrific, and then. Stoke home this season <laughs> so you know swings around about yeah. <laughs> I think mine was that in that season it was like Rotherham at home or someone or maybe it was Stoke home we, we were terrible it was the worst game nil nil and then in the last minute they scored and won one nil like the opposition won one nil it was just oh god I hate the championship we can't go back there oh please <laughs> let's cheer ourselves up by talking to Tony Cotty um, well, joining us now on the phone, we've got a West Ham legend, and but uh, he's in the basement of the deepest depths of the valley at Charlton Athletic right now. It's Tony Cotty. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, well, a little bit depressed, if I'm honest, TC. Um, <laughs> Join I'm, the club. <laughs> I'm looking to you to cheer us up, really. Um, I mean, is it bad at the moment? Uh, it, it's not good, is it, Chris? Let's mm. be honest. Um, I think uh, up until uh, two or three weeks ago, I, I, I didn't really see too much of a problem I mean yes of course we all know we're not been scoring goals and we all know the reason for that um, but defensively we wasn't conceding and you know I think well, while that was the case it wasn't an issue but of course the last couple of games um, particularly thinking of the Norwich game and the, the, the Chelsea game on Saturday you know we've conceded a few bad goals and uh, you know some defensive errors have crept in now uh, and because of that it's obviously going to put even more pressure on the, the midfield and, and the forwards who aren't scoring goals so 
Um, I'd love to cheer you, all you guys up tonight, but it's a bit hard to do that because, uh, you know, once you, uh, uh, in, I think the classic relegation material is obviously not scoring goals and conceding bad goals. And, you know, we've now gone into the <laughs> to, to, to conceding at one end and not scoring at the other. So it's not looking good at the moment, but um, we've certainly got two massive games coming up where we can put that right. TC, what's it like when you're when you're up top as a striker and you look back and see your defence conceding sloppy goals? How frustrating is it? Well, it's very frustrating. I, th- I mean, I think it work, works both both ways. I mean, if you're you know if you're a forward, and I always used to sort of have a go at the defenders if they conceded sloppy goals because you know you don't want to see defenders you know, doing dodgy back passes or, or own goals or whatever it might be. And you, you know, you, I always used to have a go at them, and you know I expected them to have a go at me if I wasn't scoring the goals. So. You know, I'd like to think they all had a go at my eager on Saturday because, as far as I was concerned, it was a really, really poor miss. Mm, yeah. If that goes in, then quite obviously that would be a completely different game because it would have, you know, would have gone to two-one, um, and we would have had a chance of getting back into the match. So it really was a, a game game-changing miss, really, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so, so in your second spell at the club, there was a couple of seasons where there was a kind of relegation battle going on. What what what, yeah. what would it be like for the players at the moment? Do you think they realise they're in one now, or? Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, I, I actually went down the training ground this morning and, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere was OK. I mean, it wasn't, certainly wasn't the laughing and joking that it was earlier in the season, mm. and, but you would expect that, you know, because they've they've just had a poor run of games and they've just, they've just lost to Chelsea. But, you know, it certainly wasn't all doom and gloom. Um, mm. But, you know, once you get into a relegation battle, then, you know, they I keep saying to everyone there's only one way out of it and that's to, you know, to work your socks off and, and battle for every single point. Um, but, you know, we can do that and I think we have been doing it. I don't think we can criticise the players for a lack of effort, but I just think in terms of goal scoring, it's just someone needs to step up to the plate. You know, we're all waiting for Andy Carroll to come back, but Andy mm. might not come back this season. We, we just don't know, do we? I mean, mm. the information is pretty vague and we don't know how near or far he is or, uh, from getting back into fitness. And, you know, we, I know one thing, as soon as he's close to it, they're going to rush him back. And, and that's, of course, mm. when you pick up other injuries. So in the meantime, you know, whether it's Mega, Colton Carl, Petrich, someone from midfield, you know, someone somewhere has got to score some goals. And then once we start to score goals again, then it will take the pressure off the defence because they'll, you know, the likes of James Collins and James Tompkins, they'll be at the back thinking, well, who the hell's going to score us a goal? And, mm. You know, they, and that's when you lose your con- concentration as a defender and you, you start to see the sloppy goals conceded. Is it do you, what? What do you think the deal is with Colton Cole in terms of the, he seemed an obvious choice to start on Saturday, but was benched for the whole match? Is it is that is that an odd scenario? Well, I, I must admit, I mean, I didn't see the game because I was travelling back. I was at Watford Saturday and I was listening on the radio. But when they said Maiga was coming on, I thought, well, why on earth are they not mm. bringing on Colton Cole? I mean, I, I'm not privy to inside information and what's gone on. I don't know whether there's an issue with Colton. I really don't know what's going on, but. For me, it would have made sense to, you know, not only have brought him on when he made the double substitution just before half-time, but to have actually started Colton. You know, he, he must be fit now. He must have done the training. He must have done the games. And I would have thought he would have, you know, in my opinion, he would have been much more of a choice to, to start or come on uh, than Maiga. You know, I think Maiga's had his chance. He's been poor this season. He hasn't scored. Uh, and, you know, we need someone to, to get the goals. And, you know, I've always said on his day, Colton's a real handful. And, you know, we just—I think we need to get him back in the team as soon as possible, and you know, to just sort of, you know, keep everything going while we went for Andy. Do you think it's time to abandon the false nine formation? Do you think that experiment is over with now? Well, yeah. I mean, certainly for the next two games. Mm. Uh, I mean, I already mentioned we've, you know, we've got. Um, uh, I'm trying to lost me bearing Fulham at home, haven't we? And yes, we've got yeah. Palace away next. 
Tuesday. I mean, they're two games, two massive games, mm. two clubs below us. But then the following week, we'll, we'll be at Liverpool. So, there, I mean, there's no reason why we can't play the false nine at Liverpool. Mm. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, guys, yeah. we haven't won there for 50 years. So <laughs> not expect, we're not exactly expecting too much yeah. in that game. So, Flatback yeah, flat 10 might be nice, actually, for that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But, uh, by, all means, <laughs> by all means, play the, the, the false nine up at Liverpool. Mm. But the next two games, particularly the Fulham home game, you know, I think the fans will demand that you know, Sam plays one or even two strikers. You know, how about going to two strikers again and see if that, you know, go to a four-four-two maybe and see if it makes a difference. You know, mm-hmm. I think we've got to we've got to be a bit more adventurous, really. And you know, we we have been creating chances, we just haven't been taking them. Mm. Um, do you think Big Sam's under pressure? I know um, Harry Redknapp's been kind of linked with the job today. Do you, I mean, do you think there's any truth in that? And do you think Big Sam will be looking behind his shoulder a little bit? I, I think um, I think Sam's under pressure. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I think they know that. I think they're you know talking a few of the staff. That I think you know it's the first time since they've been at the club. Mm. You know, what is it? Two years now, whatever it is, two and a bit years. It's the first time they've been under any sort of pressure. Um, but you know, that's modern day Premier League managing, isn't it? You know, if you don't get if you don't get the results, I've always said Sam Sam's fine as long as he's getting the results. I don't think the fans are ever going to say anything. But you know, like with any manager, if you don't get the results, in there, you know they're going to pick up on it. And then, of course, when you don't play the centre forward, it's almost even more so that the fans are going to moan. So, I think he understands that. Mm. But you know, that's why why they get paid good money. That's why they're Premier League managers. You know, they when you feel the pressure, which I'm sure he is, then you, you've got to you've got to look at a way to, to somehow or other get the goals that are going to get the results for the club. Mm. Um, and West Ham are being linked with Jermaine Defoe now. Tony, putting your big West Ham fan hat on, would you be would you be happy to welcome back Jermaine Defoe with open arms? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, li- listen, we you know we all make mistakes in life, and anyone who says they don't make a mistake is lying. You know, we all make mistakes. Um, Jermaine was a very young kid when he left West Ham. I think he was what twenty, twenty-one, whatever it was. And you know, unfortunately, with footballers, you know, I've been in that situation myself. I, you know, I actually put in a request when I was at West Ham to leave, and I was advised to do that. And then, of course. I then got booed by the fans when I stayed at the club, but then I scored a goal and they was all cheering my name again. <laughs> and I think that's what will happen with Jermaine. You know, listen, I know there's the Tottenham connection, and I know that I know that he left the, the club under a cloud. We all know that it's, it's history. Um, but you know, we we need a goal scorer. We need someone to come in and score the goals. Could Jermaine do the photo of that? Of course he could, and I'd love to see him back at the club. You know, but. Yeah. Jermaine's not silly. I think he's sort of he's laid the foundations a bit, hasn't he? He's come out recently mm. and apologised again and said he was badly advised. And you know, I think that was the right thing to do. And if he does come back, like I say, there's always going to be a few hundred, a few thousand, maybe that are going to boo him. And but as soon as he scores that first goal, they'll be singing one Jermaine Defoe, and mm. that's that's football. There's nothing you can do about it. But I'd love to see him back at the club. Mm. Have you ever thought about taking your boots down? Today? <laughs> we could do have you on at a minute. <laughs> I did offer my services to Sam this morning when I saw him there, and uh, I'm seriously considering coming out of retirement. I think the, the offside rule was vague as it is. I could probably just... We could, we could actually kick off the game. I could walk up to the 18-yard box. Yeah. Be, what's it called? Inactive, I think they call yeah, it. Yeah, or, or passive or whatever it is. They, yeah. And just stand in the box and just wait for the play to catch me up. And when they cross it, like what they did to my eager, I'd tap it in. I wouldn't miss it. So... <laughs> I've offered my services, but I, you know, I, I, I actually left the training ground, and Sam didn't mm. say anything, so I'm oh. not going to get called up for Saturday. Well, so sorry, chaps. Oh uh, well, I hope, it, hope we haven't like well, Big Sam hasn't been trying to call you while we've been chatting. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> more important things like worrying about what's going to happen with Charlton Doncaster tonight uh, to worry about that <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. um, my services are there but I can't yeah. see it 
Well, I imagine next time you get caught walking around Upton Park, there'll be a chance of uh, Big Sam sign him up. Well, uh, possibly. I've done a few few functions recently, and it has been the questions been asked. I I was with a a young chap on Friday night who Mm. you guys might remember, name of Mr. Frank McAvenny, and I'm sure he would uh, he would love to come out of retirement as well to help out. But you know, listen, we we, we've had our time, and you know, particularly myself. I mean, as everyone knows, I'm a massive West Ham fan, and I just want what's right for the club, and we all want the club to stay in the Premier League. So. You know, whatever needs to be done needs to be mm. done to make sure we get the right results. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, final question, because I don't think we've asked you this before on the podcast, but um, the Olympic Stadium change begun this week. Um, are you yeah. in favour of the move? Yes, I am. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've sort of been involved with the club and I've seen the plans, and you know, I think uh, it's, you know it's a very exciting project. Um, I think West Ham have got a great deal, certainly in terms of the financial investment they've got to put into it. Um, it's just a shame that we're not being given a football stadium, we're being given an athletic stadium that's got to be converted because mm. it sh- really should have been a football stadium that was converted to athletics and then back again. But, you know, that again, that's all history. We can't mm. do anything about it. We've got to make the best of, of what we're going to get. And, you know, with the plans that I've seen, I think it is going to be a fantastic stadium. It's going to be category four I think which means it can hold Champions League games and, and everything else like that so you know there's, there's no reason for everyone not to be excited about it you know the, if you say to me do I want to leave Upton Park the bowling ground of course I don't because all, mm. all my memories are there you know all my family's memories are there and all the goals are there but we need to move on and you know again I was with Frank on Friday night and I stood up and I said it's 33 years since we actually won a trophy and yeah. it's a long long time and yeah. you know for us to even think about competing you know to win a trophy or to, to get you know into the top four and people laugh when you say get in the top four but you know that's got to be the, that's the challenge that's what you've got to aim mm. for you've got yeah. to try and aim to do that and the only way to do that is to get more revenue into the club more sponsorship mm. And more support, and if we get a 54,000 all-seater stadium and the more money coming in, we can mm. buy better players. If you get better players, we've got a chance of trying to achieve mm. that. That's all I say to people. You know, only time will tell. But uh, you know, one thing's for sure: it's going to happen. Whether me, you guys, or whatever, we can you know disapprove of it, whatever you know. But it, it's going to happen. You know, they've signed the contract, and we will be there. Whether we'll be there in 2016, 2017, mm. or whatever, but we will be there one day. So we might as well try and embrace it. And that's my outlook. Yeah, um, and as you say, 33 years without a trophy, I guess that means you're not counting the Intertoto Cup then. <laughs> Funny enough, I didn't count that one, no. Or, 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 the, or the playoff championship final, uh, or whatever else them. you want to throw in there. But no, I, was, I mean, I was actually there, that's how long ago it was. I was mm. a 15 year old at wow. um, the West Ham Arsenal game in 1980, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, it seems such a long time ago. And, you know, um, I know we've been close a few times, and my dear old mate Tony Gale. You know, he, he got sent off in the 1991. We mm. all know that. So, mm. you know, it's been, we've been close a few times, but mm. it's a long, long time. And, you know, in my opinion, West Ham is a fantastic football club with wonderful support. And the support was deserved better, to be quite honest with you. And the only way for them to, to have the opportunity of that is to, to move to the Olympic Stadium. That's my feelings on it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Cheers, Tony. Thank you so much Thanks, for your time. Tony. You've cheered me up immensely. Uh, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with the match Enjoy the match. Cheers, DC. Cheers, thank you. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Uh, mm. So, Tony Cotty, yeah. uh, cheered me up. Have we ever won the Masters? You know they do that... Um, oh, the, the football, five yeah, side, yeah, yeah. side of all the old vets. <laughs> oh, I'd love to go see that. Yeah, I, I, wonder I, I wonder if we've ever won we that. Whenever I, I used to tune in, we'd get knocked out to, like, QPR or someone. You'd have Scott Minto running around. There'd always be one player I'd never heard of. Like Whenever I watched the Masters, I'd be like, he's never played for us, though. He's too young to be...
That yeah. should have more. Well, maybe we've won that. <laughs> we can roll with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so thanks very much, Tony Cotty. Um, let's, let's a couple of points. Let's cover a couple of points we touched on there. Um, Jason Jermaine Defoe deal. He's come out and said, "Oh, he really regrets leaving West Ham." Would you like to see him back? Um, oh, we just need someone that could put in the back of the net, and they don't come yeah. more clinical than Jermaine. Yeah. I think. I think we could just bury the hat. Like I said, we yeah. could be quite forgetful. We can just bury the hatch in. You know, let bygones yeah. be bygones. And this one, we we just need anyone up front, really. Yeah, uh, James. You'd yeah, we said before, hundred percent. Like better than we, no one. We you can, know, he's better. He's a class act. He'll finish if we can find a formation to fit him in. Um, then definitely. Yeah. You know, and also people go, yeah, but he likes scoring against us. He likes scoring against everyone. Yeah. Good. Good <laughs> it's point. just the fact that everyone yeah. is effing at him. Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. it a little bit sweeter. Yeah. But yes, I think. You know, I don't think he's a bright spark in the box, uh, in the bo- but he's a, certainly a bright spark in the box, mm. and I think we, he'd be great. Yeah, um, uh, we, I got that all wrong. Um, <laughs> he a, would be great. A good Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe story. When we worked at Big Brother, he came on to Big Brother's little brother, and one of the producers came up to him and said, uh, "For the start of the show, can you do uh, can you do like some kick ups?" Jermaine Defoe, can you do kick ups? <laughs> To Jama- an England question. footballer can you do kick-ups incredible let's talk as well about the Olympic Stadium change uh, it's getting a bit more real now Jason Are you it's starting to sink in but yeah, yeah looking forward to it I mean no, I, well obviously some people have said a few negative things about mm. it but I can only see it being good for us really yeah yeah does it feel more real to you James yeah what what I loved this week was a picture of uh, it was Noble Nolan and Diarmi and Karen Brady at the stadium, I think, getting a picture. Mm. And I just thought, Diarmi's there. Why, why, is he not, why is he not playing? Doing too much PR. <laughs> did, he do some, did he do something wrong at that event? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're on the bench. Did he touch up Karen Brady? Like, what have you done wrong? He blocked the toilets at the Olympic Stadium. It's a building inside Diarmi. Diarmi. Again, did a floater. <laughs> not in the team bath, Mohammed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, obviously, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, predictions. Fulham at home, Jason. Depends which Dimitar shows up, really. I mean, he could go either way on this one, but I'm thinking we should have enough about us, hopefully, oh. to. Uh, un- and, and Scott Parker. Oh, yeah, the hero's return, yeah. It's going to be a bit awkward. He'll get booed. Awkward. <laughs> He'll get booed. One hammer of the year three times, but let's boo him. Yeah, James? Yeah. Let's make him play better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's give him an incentive to play better. Um, we have to win, though, James, do we? Fulham at home? Yes. I think we'll get uh, no Tony Pulis. I don't know. Uh, Tony Pulis Palace as well take over Palace. It's. Uh, I'd like to think we'll get four points. Yeah. I'm not going to say which way round. Yeah. Two, two at home to Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> two away to Palace. That's the split. Or zero and four. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what is a point of pity? Why not? I'm going to say. Even though this is for crazy, I think six points. We just have to, and I don't Easy. want to contemplate. Easy. I don't want to <laughs> contemplate the situation if we don't get, get that six. No, because we'll be doing the next episode of this this podcast. will begin. So Harry Renap's new manager, at West Ham. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Or you just had a gentle creaking of a rope which Chris has hung himself. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take much. I'm on the edge. Like, yeah. but he's only hung himself by accident. Auto He's having a danger wing. I'll be, I'll be walking around Upton Park like Brooks from Shawshank Redemption, going. I'm I'm getting the whole the whole of Upton Park went and got itself in a big damn hurry. <laughs> um, we'll go to Hutchins Way. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> you Hutchins Way. What a reference. Death by erection. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to this episode. Here's how you can get in touch for more Michael Hutchins auto asphyxia wank references. You can listen to. Promise me at least one auto asphyxia wank 
tweet this week yeah. to our listeners. I think Please. you should promise it. You can li- follow that tweet that's coming up this week on Long as One on Twitter. <laughs> um, Graham, the editor of News at Brother Brown, is on KUMB DOTCOM. Myself, Chris Skull, is on CJ Skull, Skull with a C. Jason, you're sure, on Twitter? It's, um, it's at Jason underscore Eves, E V E S, like Christmas. Um, easy. And Tony Cotty's is on there as well, isn't he? Tony Cotty's is on there. Maybe it's just at Tony Cotty. Just Tony, look, look at Tony Cotty, he's the one that's verified. It doesn't go often. It, it doesn't, doesn't go often. But when he does. When he does. Can I just say about how excited we get when Tony Cotty texts? <laughs> and it's just a sex of Tony Cotty on our phones. We're like, ah, it's Tony Cotty! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course you can go on the Knees of Mother Brown forums and on the Knees of Mother Brown Facebook group which is going from strength to strength Jason thank you very much for making your debut thanks for having me guys been a pleasure James <laughs> That's, you don't need to say anymore uh, and thank you for listening let's all stay positive behind the team let's club together from the first minute to the last let's get behind them let's encourage them come on come on you guys come on you guys